This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. America is in a new age of space exploration, and the commercial space industry is investing heavily in the future. A spaceflight industry professional says it's important we inspire girls to pursue STEM education. Programs explicitly designed to send the next man and the first woman to the moon. And I think representation is something that's really important. You know, you can't be what you can't see. Then, do you practice smart money habits? Your financial decisions today can have a big impact on your future wealth. We'll have the story. This is probably one of the most profound discoveries that I made in my research, and that's that there's actually four ways you can become wealthy. Those two stories and more are ahead on this week's show. Stay with us. InfoTrack begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Billions of dollars are being invested by the commercial space industry as we're in a new era of space exploration. One industry professional says it's important to inspire girls to pursue STEM education. With more, here's InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco. Gina? Thanks, Chris. A major financial firm says the space industry, now valued at $400 billion, will double in value in just 10 years. Private firms like SpaceX or Virgin Galactic hope to send people to the moon or Mars, or they're working on space tourism, such as vacation trips around the Earth in a low orbit. Surprisingly, you don't have to be an engineer to get a meaningful job in this industry, according to our guest, Kelly Girardi. She's a renowned space industry advocate, scientist, astronaut candidate, and author of Not Necessarily Rocket Science, A Beginner's Guide to Life in the Space Age. Kelly, you've experienced such a wide variety of space projects like taking microgravity flights and at least one time in a spacesuit as a human test subject. Tell me about that flight. Absolutely. So a microgravity flight, also called a parabolic flight, is flying in an airplane where the pilot is following this roller coaster profile. So they're going up and down in big parabolas. And during the downward angle, you get to experience free fall, very similar to what astronauts experience in space. And so during those downward parabolas, I've had the opportunity to test tech and commercial spacesuits, which has been really exciting. Your projects inspire girls to pursue STEM subjects in school. What more should or could be done to inspire girls and boys? I think it's really important to focus on representation in space and in science. When we think about all of the hundreds of humans that we've sent to space throughout our history as a spacefaring species, it's quite shocking to think about the fact that only 65 of them have been women, and no woman has yet gone beyond low Earth orbit. And so I think that's a really important piece for us to focus on. And that's why I'm so excited by flagship programs like NASA's Artemis program that's explicitly designed to send the next man and the first woman to the moon. And I think representation is something that's really important. You know, you can't be what you can't see. And so that's something that I try to focus on a lot. About employment in the commercial space industry, for people who don't have an engineering degree, what sorts of jobs would be available now or in the future? 
Oh, so many. You know, I'd like to draw comparisons to the Renaissance, where art was really just one manifestation of a new way of thinking. But that cultural innovation was happening across so many different disciplines like medicine, technology, religion, politics, science, even warfare. And that's the same thing that's happening right now in the space age, where engineering innovation is representing just one small slice. And this broader cultural movement, this next giant leap, is going to require the contributions of artists, engineers, and everyone in between. So you can imagine you have architects who are going to design space habitats and stations. But we're also going to need designers who can turn those into homes away from Earth. You know, for every scientist... We need artists who can inspire and journalists who can report and educators who can mold the next generations of students into adults who are motivated and capable to contribute to this future that we're trying to build. And I think one other aspect that really excites me about this time is, you know, for the first few hundred humans who ventured into space, their flights focused entirely on function. But for the next few hundred who are going to travel to space, we have the opportunity to optimize on experience. You know, that next wave of space travelers won't all be engineers. And I think that's a very exciting future to look forward to. Now, your new book lists ways for people to get into the field. So let's just take a few of those. First, attend conferences. And the object there is to get mentors from people you meet there. Yeah, absolutely. I think mentorship is so, so important. And, you know, in my career, it's been critical to me. I am a big fan of reaching out cold. I, in the beginning of my career, looked up a couple of companies that I thought were just extraordinarily exciting. And I reached out to a few folks on LinkedIn, cold, who were at those companies in roles that I could see myself filling one day. And I asked them for a short 15-minute phone call or coffee. This was pre-pandemic, obviously. Maybe a Zoom call is better now. But I found that people were really willing to take the time with me, especially in such a mission-oriented industry like aerospace and defense. I think people really do want to help shepherd in the next generation who wants to be a part of this. We're visiting with Kelly Girardi, space industry advocate and author of Not Necessarily Rocket Science, A Beginner's Guide to Life in the Space Age. A couple of other tips from your book. You say, seek important work, not glamorous work. And you say, always leave your comfort zone. But how would you encourage people who don't think they have the right background or skill set? The example that sticks out in my own career to me and a narrative I'm quite proud of is when I first learned of this organization called the Explorers Club, which is a century-old organization promoting scientific discovery and research, I was just so enamored with the organization. I wanted to do whatever I could to help their mission. And eight years ago, that meant working coat check. There were events that were happening. It was a role that I could fill. And I did my best to get involved and do whatever needed to be done to help ensure that event was successful. Throughout the years, that sort of hard work paid off. I joined as a member myself. I chaired many of their events and annual dinners. And then just recently, I was elected to their board of directors. And so I think it's just a testament to this sort of mission orientation and focus that you don't need to be the star of every show, but you do need to put in the hard work and you need to follow through on the commitments, whether that's the most glamorous work or just the work that needs to be done and that's right in front of you. And I think taking advantage of those opportunities and starting wherever you can to get a foot in the door will really pay off. 
I was just thinking foot in the door. Kelly, we spoke before about your work inspiring girls in education, but what do you feel the space industry needs to become more friendly to female workers? It's a great question, and I don't know if this is specific to the space industry or perhaps just more broadly writ large, but I do feel that parental leave is such an important thing for any company to really think through how are they supporting mothers who are returning to work after having a child. Speaking from my own experience, that was, you know, life-changing, right? And you have new sets of responsibilities. Your days look incredibly different. You have different demands on your time and attention. And the ability to reintegrate into a workplace that is flexible and supportive of your new reality is really make or break. And I think that's just one enormous way that we can really help ensure that women in the industry are able to continue their careers and continue to have the impact that they can. For people seeking an enriching experience in the space field, but not employment, how can they become citizen scientists? NASA has an entire website dedicated to citizen science opportunities, whether that is looking at images that come back from spacecraft like JunoCam and space telescopes, or In my case, I am a part of a bioastronautics research group called Project Possum, and this is a group of multidisciplinary scientists, researchers, who are all contributing to maturing technology. And so I think there's a lot of organizations like this that are taking, whether it's human test subjects or researchers who are donating their time to help mature technology and advance the tech that we hope to use in the coming years. Realistically, how long might it be before humans put a colony on Mars or the moon? When I think realistically, what's exciting to me is the fact that at this point, this is more of an economic challenge than an engineering challenge. And the engineering side will be a challenge for sure. But when we think about the things that are true obstacles right now, it's the national will, it's the budget, it's ensuring that we have widespread public support for such an important mission like this. So realistically, with all of those factors together, On the most optimistic range, I think we're looking at the late 2030s. But of course, I want to see it happen. Kelly Girardi, space industry advocate. I suppose I should thank you for joining us today by saying live long and prosper. (laughs) Thank you so much. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. Next, the money habits that can make you wealthy. That story coming up. Stick around. There's more InfoTrack straight ahead. 